What's going on? It's Monday Night Football. I, you know, you hear the banjo, you should know it's showdown hoedown time. What's up, new guy? I'm the Degenerate 75. I'm a high-limit DFS player who focuses on football and golf. That's it tonight. We're going to be looking at Monday Night NFL football. If you like the cut of my jib, first time finding it, come check out the schedule. Big guy stays busy, although not as busy in, in December with college football slowing down and golf slowing down. But we're still here for NFL, you mother father. Let's get going. We're going to start. We always start because if you don't know, you need to know that contest selection is the first place, you're, first place you're pissing away money. You see this big $15 contest tonight? Here you go. Max enter it. You can play in it. I won't say a word. But if you go throw five lineups in it, you're a donkey dick and you need to stop that. You're just burning away money. You want to play 75 bucks in lineups tonight, you'd be so much better going and playing in this $3.20 max. You'd be so much better going and playing in a $50 single entry, a $5 single entry, $12 single entry. All these things. I will preach this. I will say this every show until kingdom come, you mother father. You've got to stop playing in these bad contests, right? This is why you're constantly depositing because that is such a negative EV play. You are giving up leverage by letting other people in 150 when you enter one, when you're just entering five. Furthermore, you're playing like th those guys that are entering 150 are better at DFS than you. So you don't want to be playing in those. Go play on an even playing ground with them where you get to make the same amount of lineups as they do, right? And with a single lineup, you can be so much more creative because the ownership is going to pool and because you're going to get better leverage on your sneaky plays let me just go ahead and tell you my dude right here this guy right here if you don't know will he is the man uh he's already won a millionaire maker before right and you're saying well any luck you do could win a millionaire maker okay okay i'll get you that point but the fact that he continues to win gpps year after year just proves my point so first of all big shout out to my dude will but second of all i want to point out that he won the hundred dollar single entry and his big shout out to me was pushing that single entries are where it's at because if he would have had that same lineup in the big millionaire maker it probably would have won him like a hundred bucks, but instead he just won another eighteen grand. Which, if you don't know at NFL, you're basically just trying to hit one or two big ones a year to pay for your entire season, and maybe even if you're good, win a little bit for the year. So he did that. That lessons learned. Thanks, Will, for sharing that. Uh, keep rolling, you mother father. Weather tonight. You should always look at weather. Weather does matter. It does impact the game. It's in Tampa. No surprise. It's not going to be very, uh, very rough down there, right? We're not dealing with any snow in Tampa Bay. I know. News alert, right? But there is the chance of rain and stuff like that. It does look like it's going to be cloudy, but no rain. So uh, that is, we're not, we're not too concerned about that, right? Hey, by the way, I'm uh, I, I'm blah, the, the, the YouTube's blowing up. No, no ads on here. So go drop me a like and a subscribe. Um, if you would, I'd appreciate it. Maybe even turn on that notification bell. I don't care. Do whatever you want, big guy. Let's get to where uh, to, to what we'll be using today. It's Run the Sims, the best tool-assisted site out there to break down this slate. As you can see, we have another prime. I don't know what's up with the NFL this year, making the most disgusting uh, primetime games, but we have another one with only a 40.5 total. Uh, two teams that are kind of, you know, just eh, this year, right? They're, they're not like the worst teams in the NFL, but I definitely wouldn't say they're exciting. And I know what a lot of you are thinking. I, I don't want to play tonight because these teams suck. I'll tell you what. Shitty teams on primetime are a lot easier to do showdown than it is when it's like the Chiefs versus the Bills, right? Because those teams have so many weapons and those games shoot out so much. It is so much harder to predict a good script. And then even if you predict the script right, there's so many people that get that get there in those shootout games. It, it's like, I feel like you're just, you know, fucking throwing darts. So I would much rather have two of these uh, shitty teams playing because at least here we have a pretty good idea that if our script hits, there's only about five guys that can get there because like these teams kind of suck. 
So with that in mind, we want to know that New Orleans is going to be the underdog tonight. They're three and a half point dogs to Tampa Bay. So right there off the bat, if you want to get different and just just straight play the theory, play four Saints uh, or five Saints to one or two Tampa Bay. Or if you're going to run a 3-3, which is always a viable play, make sure to put a Saint as the captain. And that right there will get you different than about 80 to 90% of all lineups without sacrificing any plays, right? You don't have to go play some stupid-ass punt. You just simply construct your roster different than everybody else because people will naturally play uh, 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 three, four, or five uh, bucks tonight. That will be the most common build because they're the favorite. We just know this off of data. Some injury news we want to look at. It looks like Jawan Johnson is definitely going to be out tonight. He has been ruled out, so uh, that definitely opens up a little bit of value at tight end. Uh, I don't think many of us are sweating Kevin White, but it does look like he's probably going to play. Fat Lenny's back, uh, so we will, you know, the Rashad White autoplay maybe not on tonight. Uh, Russell Gage uh, was a full participant in practice. No reason to think he's not going to suit it up tonight. Julio seems to be back, and Cameron Brate had a little bit of a stomach bug, but he's going to be back. So it really looks like outside of Jawan Johnson, we don't have too much injury news. So let's just start talking about some of the plays, some pivots, some captains, and maybe some punts. But really, I don't give you a single fucking pick here. You need to make your own picks. I'm just going to walk you through some strategy. As you can see, the most obvious thing I think you need to do tonight is you need to ask yourself, is there a way that Andy Dalton could get there? Because of all the guys that are you know, $7,000 and above, he will by far be the lowest, like he will be the best leverage play just because of his lower ownership. If you don't know, Andy Dalton kind of sucks. I'll grant you that. And the bigger problem is, is that Taysom Hill, every time they seem to get inside the 10, it's Taysom Hill time and Taysom Hill comes in and either runs or passes for touchdowns, right? So really, uh, Andy Dalton just kind of plays from like the 20 to the 20, right? And he's not even particularly good in that. So there's no way you could pay 9,000 to play a guy like that, right? Or you could. Okay, because in your script, you need if you have a script where you think that the Saints are going to be efficient on offense and moving the ball, you are going to get a guy who's going to have the ball in his hand 90% of the plays, and he could get that, right, in the right script. Now, if you think that New Orleans is going to get blown out or they're just going to run the shit out of the ball and it's going to be Wildcat 30 with Kamara and, and Taysom Hill and stuff like that, well, then obviously you don't want to play Andy Dalton. But if you have a script where this game shoots out, Andy Dalton almost certainly gets there. Not only does he get there in a shootout-type script or a Saints score, you know, Saints are actually efficient tonight, 24-28 points type game, uh, he almost certainly gets there. But more than that, he gets there with – with no ownership, right? You're going to get him at a super discount because people are going to just underplay him. And it makes sense because he sucks and he has a role that is not exactly fantasy friendly, but he does have a path to success. And so you cannot just mark him off. Uh, for the for the Saints, you know, there's Alvin Kamara, who would seem to be the most uh, him and him and Olave are going to be the most popular Saints plays because they're kind of usage monsters for those teams, right? But the problem with Kamara is you do have to worry his touchdown equity at ten thousand. You really need a touchdown out of him unless he just goes ham with the yards is really diminished by Taysom Hill down in the red zone. So you got to be aware of that. In the passing game, Chris Olave is a very good receiver. He is clearly the alpha number one there for the Saints, but there is the problem of. They got Jarvis Landry, who seems to be coming back and who's cut out a nice role for himself. And he doesn't exactly have a great quarterback throwing to him, right? Andy Dalton is not very good. We've already established this. And Taysom Hill, once they get down in the red zone, is not near as likely to throw it to Olave as he is to maybe throw it to a tight end or just run the damn ball in himself, right? So you got to be aware of this. The other Saints that you really need to consider is Come up with your script. First of all, come up with your script and see how many Saints that you feel comfortable fitting in there. It would seem as though Adam, Adam Troutman is a very logical play here. He's going to be on the field a lot. And if you don't know when you're on the field, it makes scoring DFS points a lot easier. So he is viable with Jawan Johnson being out. 
But then if you're going to play a tight end, you might as well just consider Taysom Hill because at 6,400, he is going to get some run at tight end. But more importantly than that, he is definitely going to get some rushing attempts. He's had uh, He's been averaging nearly double-digit rushing attempts the last two weeks. So Taysom Hill is viable to play tonight, right? Uh, and at 6,400, he offers huge upside because we know that mother father can run two touchdowns and no problem. But what I would tell you about Taysom Hill is he is going to probably be pretty owned. So you need to make the decision. How, what kind of game do you think this is going to be? To me, I'm considering playing Taysom Hill either as a captain or just fading him. I don't really love Taysom Hill on the flex. He's not a guy that just usually kind of gets a couple points. Uh, you know, he's not an eight-point guy. He gets like 23 or he gets like two. So that that's uh, one thing to consider. And then, of course, they have uh, Mark Ingram. Maybe it's a Mark Ingram kind of night where he finds his way. His big ass falls into the box once or twice. Um, and he'll be a huge leverage play. No one's playing Mark Ingram at 4,400. He's overpriced. Uh, and then they're really the only other one you should consider from the Saints would be uh, the, the the punt and uh, Rashid Shahid. Um, you know, if, if you think this game shoots out and you need a cheap piece, I think there's worse places to go. If you want to go Andy Dalton, Olave, and uh, Shahid, and then run it back with Tom Brady and two of his pass catchers, you're going to need that punt option. So he's someone to consider. Over for Tampa Bay. Uh, uh, Tom Brady just hasn't been that efficient this year. 10400 is a reasonable price tag for him. Problem is with Tom Brady, he is the king of distributing the love. So if you play Tom Brady, you certainly have to play two pass catchers with him. And if you play those two pass catchers with him, you still got to hold your breath that it's even going to be the right ones. Money would say Chris Godwin is the obvious one to stack him with. If I'm playing Tom Brady, I'm almost certainly going to play Godwin because he's averaging an insane amount of targets uh, since he's came back in week five, uh, week four or five. And because of that, he is now... Uh, a guy that if I'm playing Brady and I'm playing the narrative that Brady's going to be passing around, I'm going to eat up his usage monster and Chris Godwin. Mike Evans will not get near as much uh, love as far as ownership goes, but Mike Evans has also not been getting uh, near the targets that Chris Godwin has. Matter of fact, he used to be the deep threat, and they're not even chunking it up deep. Maybe Mike Evans, maybe that four six five forty finally caught up to him, right? Uh, some wide receivers to consider if you if you want to mix and match. Julio Jones seems to be one that makes a lot of sense. He probably will be playing the third receiver most of the game for Tampa Bay. If you're playing the Brady, is going to be passing around everywhere. Julio is a great price-adjusted player. Plus, you can see he's actually the highest leverage player on the slate, which means most likely to show up in the uh, optimals versus how owned he's going to be. Uh, and then, of course, you always have uh, Russell Gage, who's just overpriced at 4600 but at the, good, at the same time, no one's going to play him. So if you're playing a Brady and you want to try to stack him with three receivers, which could get there if they score 28 points, Russell Gage is one you want to consider. And then Scotty Miller, if you need an absolute punt. I personally hate Scotty Miller, but you do you, boo. He will see the field probably. I bet he sees 10 routes. You hope that he catches one bomb. That's what you're doing. I, I, I think that you just go with those top four receivers. Um, that, that's probably the more prudent play at running back. Rashad White and uh, F Fat Lenny are both over 7,000, which makes both of them very difficult to play because I think they're going to be in almost a true 50-50 workload here. Um, the good news is they both do possess the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, which probably gives them a pretty safe floor. I think you can expect both of them to probably get four targets, probably expect around three catches, and you know you get 25 yards on that. That's 5.5 points. Get some rushing yards, maybe fall into the box, you get there. But at those price tags, the only way I'm playing Rashad White and Leonard Fournette is if I am playing the Bucks get ahead and they're just going to be running the shit out of the ball. Matter of fact, if you want to get really weird, I think there's even a path that uh, Fournette and White could get there together if you want to play the Bucks just run the shit out of the ball. Um, 
So some things to consider there. Lastly, I think more tonight, more than ever, I think defenses are very, very viable. I'm not usually a big defense guy, but uh, both these quarterbacks, uh, you know, they both are not afraid to take a sack or 50. Um, They both... Uh, well, Andy Dalton Moore uh, has a case of the fumbles and is all about a pick six. So the Bucks defense makes a lot of sense. But I think Tampa Bay's uh, defense is super sneaky. As you can see, they're actually a very high leverage play there at 8.6%. No one's going to play them. If you're coming up with the narrative that the Saints are going to get ahead and it's going to be Taysom Hill and Mark Ingram and uh, uh, Kamara just running the ball, uh, the Saints defense makes a lot of sense to couple with that. You could come over here if you want to go kickers and maybe you play that Tampa Bay is moving the ball, but they just can't quite get in the end zone. Ryan Suckup becomes a great leverage play off of Tom Brady ownership. Um, although they could be correlated together. Maybe Tom Brady's moving the ball and he gets 300 yards and they just kick four field goals, right? And then Will Lutz, if you're going to, uh, you're going to play under, everybody loves to play the underdog kicker, right? Cause they think that the, every game's going to be like 28 to nine or something like that. But underdog kickers, you know, they, 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 that's, that's to me, it's usually one of the worst chalk positions on the slate. Uh, you know, if I could play Will Lutz at 23%, I'd rather just fade him and hope that the saints are actually efficient in the red zone. And now I've just blocked out almost a quarter of the field. So lastly, last thing we'll talk about is captains. Who are the viable captain plays? Well, it's all about your script. What kind of script are you going to come up with? If you're playing the shootout script, Tom Brady, Alvin Kamara, Godwin, Olave, Dalton are all really good captains, right? But in, 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 a, in a game like that, I don't think you can conceivably think that Rashad White or uh, uh, Leonard Fournette uh, or defenses would be, or kickers would probably be there, right? But if you're playing a sloggy 13 to 12 type game, well, then you could probably consider, you know, even somebody like a Chris Olave, right? Because he's pretty affordable, and all you really would need him to do would get like nine catches for 103 yards, and he would probably be the the best play on the slate, even without scoring a touchdown, right? If he just gets enough usage. Um, uh, but of course, you know, you always got to consider, you know, if your game script is that the Saints are going to be pounding it and getting ahead, I think you got to consider people like Taysom Hill at captain, right? Uh, and just remember, if you play a Saint at the captain, you're going to be getting a lot of leverage on the field. But if you think the Bucks are going to blow them the fuck out, a lot like the Cowboys did last night, um, uh, 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 to whoever the hell they played, the Colts, then you got to almost certainly run a uh, a buck at the captain. Because in the blowouts, the, the winning team almost always has the captain. So those are some things to consider. I don't give a shit who you play. I just want you to make good decisions. With all that said, if you want to come check out, I will be doing a stream tonight from my Discord, which is connected through my Patreon. It's growing every day. Come check it out. It's right here in the description. Also, I was on Neil Orfield's show, High Stakes, uh, about three weeks ago. Go check it out. Good interview. Appreciate Neil having me on. Uh, Go follow me on Twitter. We're pushing hard to to 4,000. Come help the big guy out. And lastly, go hop in my contest. It's a weekly contest for Sunday. Get in there. Uh, Free free ticket in the Millionaire Maker on me. Second place free month on the Discord. So check it out if you're interested. I hope you guys kick some ass tonight i hope to see you again come check out the content i hope you do well but most of all i hope you enjoy my outro you motherfucker.